on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Are we even friends if we haven't started talking business together? That's, hey, you know what? I, I don't know if I've heard that, but it, that is, I couldn't imagine a more true statement in my life. A listener right now who is unintentionally making it transactional, right? Because it's not like you had an ill will towards your customers back then. Right. You were just going about what you knew. Right. What can you share with them to like give them the aha that they're not transcending the transaction or some things that they can be thinking about now, even though they may not feel transactional, but that maybe they are and they can elevate. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I've got Noel Benderson here on the King stage. My brother, Noel. How we doing? Hey, Chaz. Thanks for having me so much. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm excited for this podcast. I'm always excited, but I'm specifically excited because we've kind of gone back and forth on this scheduling thing, and it feels like the forces were against us, but no more. (laughs) No more. We finally connected. Here we are. I'm excited to tell your story, man. You've got so you've got a lot going on. And needless, should I say you've been you've been highly blessed and favored. So I want to get into your story. Tell us what kind of business or in this case, maybe businesses that you have. Yeah. So we have a lot of for profit businesses that are in the home service world. So we have a moving company, a roofing company, and a real estate company. And okay. then we also live in the nonprofit world a lot. We've got a couple of different nonprofits. One is actually tied to the brand of the for-profits. Okay. So we're, we help. We, we're in Memphis, the greater Memphis area. So we, we serve the Memphis youth with that nonprofit. So that is Love tied it. to our for-profit companies. Love it. A lot going on there. And uh, you kind of sound like a little bit, a little bit like me. With like a little bit of here, a little bit of there, a little bit of everywhere. But I also see how you're tying it all together. And I think that you'll be able to paint a good picture for us, hopefully, by the end of this. I want to know before we get rolling, it's always my first question. I want to know what the deep burning desire is for Noel. Like, I know that you're after this thing. You're a king, brother. Like, you just described all the cool things that you're doing for profit, nonprofit. But like really underneath it all, Mm -hmm. what's got you up at night thinking? Man, you know, I would I would say two things. One, there is I'm a Christian, so I'm very big with my faith. And there is a urgent spiritual need in this world that exists yeah. combined with a urgent physical need that exists in the world. So that's what keeps me up at night, man. I wanted to know Jesus and make him known. And I see business is a mechanism that allows me to do ministry. So that that would be the big why. That would be the big purpose of what my life is about. You know, you said something that, you know, some of my listeners might be in alignment with, might not, I don't know. But you said that business, the platform has given you a way to be able to serve the kingdom. And that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different believers or Christians. So for you particularly, what does that look like? Or what does that mean for you? Because I think that a lot of maybe people maybe listening who 
don't know what that means are thinking that maybe you're going around Bible thumping everybody. No, you know, so there's a couple of different ways to look at it. On one side, some people view business as a way to fund the the mission. Sure. And, And on the other side, some people would view business as the mission. Yeah. And I would love to say that I try to live in the, in both. So I think that God has given all of us different abilities and gifts and resources to use for his glory to best impact the world. And so I think that you could do that through the business platform. But then at the end of the day, it takes money. It takes funding. So you also have resources to fund missions right. and the need out there. So that's really what I mean by that. You know, it's it's a value system as well. So it's kind of the the foundation for what we do, for why we do it, going back to who I am and, and the purpose. So how to live it out, how to treat our customers with respect. And so it's bigger than, you know, I, I do go around share about my faith a lot, but of course <laughs> so, it, it doesn't look like what I had suggested at the beginning and we're in alignment. And so some people know this about me, some people don't, but I'll just, I'm going to echo what you're saying is I've always seen business or really you can categorize it as relationships, right? Just the way that we live and the way that we live can be done in a specific way where people go, Hmm, that's interesting. He has fill in the blank and he did fill in the blank Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. And so it's just the different things that we can do or choose not to do or the order that we do things in or the excellent way that we do things. There's a lot of different formulas here, but it's all unto creating a, Hmm. And then a desire to want to know more because maybe unlike a maybe quote unquote Bible thumper, I want to be able to be a mirror, right? I want to be able to, 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 to look like the person that I'm trying to be like, Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily need to convince or persuade anybody. I just need to look like him. And Mm -hmm. if I do that, if I make choices and if I treat people in or out of my business in that way, in my family, yeah. then that's probably going to cut through some of the noise. Would you agree with that? Definitely agree. I've got a really good friend as a nonprofit, and it's it's called Icon, which means it's the, the image of God. So we're, we're made in the image of God, and we're to reflect that image back to the world. So absolutely, yeah. agree more. Yeah. We can, we can go down some rabbit holes, especially, you know, you just, you just opened up a can there of that were created in, in his likeness, because I, I do believe that. And I believe that you know, here we are two creators, like literally creating businesses and, and opportunities and building communities, all these things that, that we get to do together, even though we're separate, but we're still in the, in the, in the world doing it is, is exactly what he's like, you know? So I want to go into some practicals here. We'll keep it, uh, we'll, we'll kind of re, re, reframe here for business, but inside of the business or maybe pick one, mm-hmm. I want to know of a good decision that you made. That you can look back on and you can go, okay, this one thing, maybe it worked in several of the businesses, but I just just want to know something super practical and we'll take it from there. Yeah. And there's so many examples I could give. I'll go back to the beginning and this is kind of will fall in the world of marketing and branding. So when we first started, the name of our companies are under the brand, My Town. So my town is a, it's a declaration statement. It's intentional. We want to, you know, it, it, you can apply it anywhere in any town, any, anywhere in the world. Right. It's a, it's a ownership statement of, Hey, this is our town. We, 
we live here, we work here, we raise families here, take ownership of your town, the give where you live type mentality. But so Memphis locally, our college is the Memphis Tigers. And when we first started our first company, which was My Town Movers, our logo looked like this the tiger from Frosted Flakes. <laughs> and it was, looking back, it's pretty comical. And I had a, a really good friend who had another company and he had really great branding. He's like, you know, you need to meet with our marketing guy. And yep. so we met and we rebranded our company. And that was a defining moment where we just a simple logo of the appearance of who we are. We, we switched it over to our new logo. And from that moment on, I felt like it legitimized our business. People would ask, Hey, is this a franchise? Is this, it was, it was just that impactful for our company. So it would be one early on choices that we made that was pretty impactful. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, there's a lot under this hood here, so we're going to try to see if we can go, go into some of these things, but of course you've done this across multiple of your businesses and I'm sure it's done the same effect. The legitimate, the, the legitimacy of not only the customer looking at you as a real deal place, but you also mentioned in there that for you, your confidence, your team, like all of that, it just like raised the bar of like, wow, wow. This is who yeah. we are, you know? Yeah. Is is there, <clears throat> the branding is a big topic. Like, yes, it's a logo. Have you done any work or would you suggest that the listener ties in some other things here? I'm thinking purpose statement, mission statement, you know, core values, mm-hmm. like any of those things, anything in addition to those things? Like, I want to open up the yeah. can here with you. Yeah, with that, I mean, even, so we have all of, all the brands are my town. So my town, movers, roofing, properties and then our nonprofit miracles. Okay. So wow. we we took that again the whole the whole encompass of my town. My town, the brand, I would tell you that miracles is really the purpose of the brand and the passion behind sure, the sure. brand. So, you know, I I <laughs> I I look at as we're we're more than a moving company or a roofing company. Those are just okay things that we do and the services we provide, but they're not the why, they're not the bigger purpose because there's lots of really great companies that provide those services. Yeah. So tying in the purpose, the value statements, things that we can communicate to potential customers, current customers, and our team of, yeah. hey, this is bigger than just a paycheck. So yeah. money is important and we need that to survive and provide for our families, but always found that having the bigger why Man, it keeps you going during the hard times and the highs and lows. That's right. Really keeps you motivated. What would you say to the guy or or gal who's listening right now and they've heard of like having a a brand and they're a little uncertain about what that means. And, you know, these other sub points, you know, the mission, a vision and purpose and maybe even core values and, you know, the way that you operate your business basically towards your customers and towards your employees of what you just said. But they're, they're wondering like, how do I take a step towards that? Or it sounds really like uh, emotional underneath. It's like, this is what we do. We're a mover, or this is what we're do. We're the, we're a roofer, but you're saying that it's about something deeper or like more emotional. Right. How do you, how do you connect those two? If someone's listening right now and maybe they're a little uncertain about that. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a tough question because different stages, I would probably answer that different, right? If we're cre- if you and I are going to create a business, we would go a different direction of how we would answer that. If we're an existing, you know, business and we're, we're thinking through that, but at the end of the day, we're, we're really 
for me, I want to get to the why and the purpose, uh, the the intentionality of of the name and what it yeah. means and how it yeah. looks and what you want to communicate with a brand and a logo. I that's probably would be the direction that I would go. And in answering a lot of those questions, looking down the road and beginning with the end in mind, so to say, yeah, would good. be uh, where I would go with that. Yeah. I don't know if the listener heard, but I just heard you invite me into a partnership. What kind of business are we going to do, brother? <laughs> hey, you know, what's that quote? Are we even friends if we haven't started talking business together? Or That's, hey, you know what? I, I don't know if I've heard that, but it, that is, I couldn't imagine a more true statement in my life. People, people have often asked, you know, I hit, I stopped the recording button, you know, and they're like, so tell me why you do this. Like, why are you doing this podcast? And I go, I get to meet you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 for real. I'm like, for real. <laughs> I got to talk business with you for the last hour. It, it was incredible. And, and of course, obviously that, that stems into things, you know, sometimes, sometimes not, but we'll keep it on the, we'll keep it on the back burner for now. Never know. <laughs> want, let's flip the coin. Yeah. What was a bad choice, bad decision, something that we can stay away from. You caught some, you caught some nasty bruises from that we can say, man, growing too fast without the right systems, processes, and leadership team in place. So yeah. we were super grateful, a super, I think, would you say blessed at the beginning and favored. Yeah. And we grew pretty fast through relationships and our clientele to be able to say, hey, if let's say we move you and your family, well, we can say, hey, Chaz, we we also have this company. Let us continue to serve you. So we've already developed that relationship. So we grew pretty fast and we actually had another division that we shut down because wow. we grew so fast. We had We got so many customers and we had zero systems and processes in our wow. leadership team was not experienced experienced enough and had the know-how to, yeah. to lead it. So that would be, you know, looking back, there's a lot of heartache and loss as, as you're growing companies and being a part of companies and, and partnerships and things like that. So right. growing too fast and, and choosing who you're in business with, those would be the two biggest ones. Yeah. You slip that, you slip that who you're in business with there at the end. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we can chat about that. But my question for you about the growth is what were the indicators along the way that the, mm-hmm. that the train was shaking and about to fall off that, that you missed, but you saw now, but you, but you didn't see then. Man, let me give you an example. <laughs> we, we had a customer call us one day and said, Hey, you guys have been maintaining my property for about six months and we have never gotten a bill from you. And so that, you know, talking about indicators, we were like, man, my goodness, we, 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 we didn't even have the right structure and system to, to to know that. So the the red flags like that would, would be definitely an example. And then not being able to keep up with labor and then mechanical issues of things going wrong. Those are, those are some of the red flags that happened quite often at the beginning. Do you see, or can you look back on now and think that obviously new customers, money coming in from sales, like all of those things are really exciting and fairly easy, right? You just, you just, you just sign them up. You just put them on the calendar. You just like, there's a lot of excitement around that. That's the cool part about growth. Right. But that it also blinds you from some of those things yeah. that you just mentioned. Cause everything you just mentioned was operations oriented. Right. Yeah. And what happens too, is we, if we're not careful and this happened to us, one brand, if you do poorly with a service with a customer, well, now it's affecting multiple brands. 
Yeah. And so that, that we learn that as well, how important it is. Every job, no matter the size, no matter the cost, is just as important as the bigger ones and the, yep. and the, the bigger ones. So that, that was one thing that really stood out that we learned from growing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you've got a unique, you know, model where, because you're not looking for another new client over here. Of course you are, but that same client you can serve in many ways. And so instead of niching in a specific type of client, you're really niching in a specific number of clients because then you can serve that number of clients across multiple services. And so it's just a different way of honing or looking down on who exactly you're serving. So in that model, what I'm hearing you say is that relationships always matter, but particularly in yours, they like really, really matter because the same hundred or thousand clients service multiple lines for you guys. Right. Exactly. And that's, man, that's so key. Just making sure you're valuing the the person, the relationship as, as man, these are real people. These are real families that you're helping and they're not a transaction. It's not just a yeah. transaction and a one-time thing. And at the beginning, it was more transactional and even unintentionally. Maybe sure. we didn't even think about that or know that as much as, as we yeah. do now, but how important business is and the relationship side. Is yeah. Super. Yeah. One last question here before we move on that, that transcend word does make a difference. We've used that word in many of our businesses, transcending the transaction, transcending the ticket. You know, we can kind of catchphrase a couple of different things there. But my question for you is that for the listener right now who is unintentionally, making it transactional, right? Because it's not like you had a ill will towards your customers back then. Right. You were just going about what you knew. Right. What can you share with them to like give them the aha that they're not transcending the transaction or some things that they can be thinking about now, even though they may not feel transactional, but that maybe they are and they can elevate. Yeah. Well, for me, being a part of the job of the jobs from the the labor side and the the actual produce whatever your service you're providing i think that is super important and at the beginning we were we were heavily involved and then there's a season where we weren't so you can kind of forget what it's like to be the customer and to and to be the employee that's serving the customer so get deep in the business, spend, spend the, spend the time and the days and, and the, uh, I know as business owners, it's hard to, to take that time and take a day off to go and be a part of what the service you're providing, but that would be one. And then talking to the customers and following up with them about how their experience was, what went well, what didn't go well. You learn so much from doing that yeah. and they're, they will share with you gladly. They typically don't share unless you ask, unless it's a really, really bad experience or a really, really good experience. And so you're looking at, if you're looking at a scale from one to 10, people are going to share if it's a one to three or if it's like a nine or a 10, but like a four to eight, you know, experience, they're not really going to talk about. And that's the sweet spot. You want to talk to those people and turn those people into better experiences. And and you learn so much from doing that. Yeah. I love that. There was something I used to do with some of my retail franchises, especially with the ones that were in the city that I lived in, or when I would go and visit, I would I would pop in at any random time or early in the morning. But it wasn't so much necessarily popping in on the crew, but it was popping in on the store. 
like the actual building and I would walk at the parking lot and I would walk the front of the store and I would, as if I was going to order something, like I walked in and I looked up towards the menu and I just tried to be the customer. Mm. And so even like, I love your point of asking the customer, but even just going through the process, being actually being the customer, what's visually stimulating, where does your eyes go? What's, what's there that shouldn't be there or vice versa. What, what, what did you hope that was there? That wasn't, you know, what was helpful? What wasn't helpful? So there's just so many things that you're giving right now that are just super valuable home service, retail, real estate, property. I mean, all of these things can be uh, implemented into these businesses. So anything you want to add there before we move on? Man, no, I think that's, that's great. That's, that's, I, I love that. Just being a part, putting your, you know, it just comes down to putting yourself in their shoes and in yeah. their shoes. And we don't do that enough because we're working on the business and in the business. And right. yeah. <laughs> we need to yeah. do that for sure. Yeah. We're stuck being busy, you know? Yeah. And so there's, uh, there's intentionality in what you're talking about. Cause you're talking about going back down into the business and some, uh, someone might be saying, no, don't work in the business, work on the business. And it's like, no, he's not going down in it to necessarily work the truck. He's going to yeah. work the truck today. Cause he's there maybe, but mm-hmm while he was working the truck or while he was on the job site, he was being super intentional about paying attention or asking questions or, you know, all the things that we just got to talk about. Right. Yeah, exactly. A decision comes across your desk here, 2023. We're just talking, talking about making great decisions or how to, or the learning opportunities from the not so good ones. What's the formula that you use now to make good? Yeah. To make a decision. Well, really, again, I'm, I'm I, I pray a lot. So my faith plays a lot of big role in that, but I have, I surround myself with wise counsel. So I've got people in my life that I can make big decisions to and and wrestle through that and look at the pros and cons. My wife, sometimes I'll bring her into some of those. She definitely has a gift of discernment. Yeah. And man, you know, I, I want to involve her in as much as possible too. So I really value her and her opinion in that. But really I'm 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 I will I like to to look for win win wins. So it's gonna Everybody is is that's involved is going to benefit. It's going to be try to avoid as much of the heartache and loss as possible yeah. when, when making decisions. And, and really, you know that that's that's kind of a simple. I know it sounds so simple, but but so profound. There's into that. It's the way that's the way it rolls. It's simple but profound. I want to go to the speed round here, Noel. Tell me about KPIs. I like to say it like this: What's the number one thing that you would track if you could only pick one thing? I would say, oof. My sales marketing side wants to track conversion and closing and booking, but the relational side, man, I, I go back to the customer experience. I would really, I, I would want to track that the most. Yeah, you know, their, their how their experience was because that is the, that that shows everything. That shows how the operations going. That's going to show future sales and growth. That's going to show how the employees are feeling valued and they enjoy their work. That I, I think that. At the end of the day, that the service you're providing, the end, the customer, they're going to tell you how your business is doing based yeah. off of experience. So that that would probably be the main one that I would want to yep. track. Yep. There's so much value in that. But even going back to our talk a few minutes ago about your model specifically, I think that it's it's applicable to all businesses. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a, a smaller group of of people serving, it's really, really important to serve them well. (laughs) It's important to serve them all well. Don't get me wrong, but you got to pay really close attention. So you're obviously very good at that. What about a resource? 
or a book or a podcast, something like that, that you'd recommend that you've enjoyed over the years that one of the listeners can grab and, and grow their business, grow themselves? Is this where I say, man, Chaz gathering the Kings? <laughs> it's the just opportunity. Huh? Well, you know, if, if you've been listening, then maybe you would feel that way. I don't know. Have you? Hey, man, I have listened to some episodes. They're really good. So. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. you on. But, man, I, I, I will tell you, I, I, I keep coming back to this because it's so important in my life. But the Bible, uh, whether no matter your faith background, it's got the answers to everything. It's got all the wisdom. It's got all the ethics, the morals, the right. decision-making. It's the secret sauce that I would say. So that would be priority one in the faith side. But I do have a rotation that I try to have each month where I read one. Uh, I'm always reading the Bible, so it's a daily thing. But then I read one book that is related to faith. And then I read another book that's related to business. So kind of constantly having that where I'm trying to read one or two books a month. Yeah. And, and then, you know, on my drives, I listen to different podcasts and of course, any, anything particular that jumps out as far as one of those favorites that you've recently read or one from the past. I've been in the season. A lot of the ones I've been doing are ministry related. Oh, sure. Not as much this related, even though I think they all overlap and apply. Yeah. Well, while I'll give you while I give you two seconds here to to think about one, I'll tell you of a somewhat ministry related book that I just read. Yeah, that actually was recommended by a business guy to another business guy. So it it stemmed from a business conversation, but the root of the issue was not business related. It's called "Experiencing Father's Embrace" by Jack Frost. Oh, so I'm not man, sure if yeah. you're familiar with that, but it was an incredible book. And basically, what it comes down to is that. We're achievers most likely because we got some wounds and uh, we got to work through that. And we got to figure out what, what the heck we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's so- a pretty, pretty incredible when you have a different perspective of what the father's heart really is about. And so yeah. did that buy enough time to come up with a recommendation? Yeah, well, again, I get, I get 15 <laughs> ministry ones, but one of the, I read extreme ownership. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Great book. That one. Love that. Love, love the wisdom and, and their yeah. take it from the military. Leadership Principles, who is the, an incredible organization of leadership. So I really enjoy that one. That's probably one of the most recent. Good stuff, man. Okay. I got a question for you about family. This was a little bit of a surprise question here, but okay. entrepreneurs, what I have found is that we're successful because we're obsessed. Like, this is just what we do. We obsess and we make things happen. But I'm not a fan of the word balance. I like work-life obsession. So mm-hmm. following along this lane of work-life obsession, I believe that being obsessed with my wife or being obsessed with my children or being obsessed with my faith or being obsessed with whatever mm-hmm. alongside of my business is what's going to help me be successful in those areas, just like it does in my business that all the business books tell me to be. So yeah. my, my question for you is how have you done that? Even practically mm-hmm. with family, kids, other organizations, you have nonprofits, like there's a lot of things you got, you're involved with. Mm-hmm. How do you obsess over all of it at the same time? Yeah. So Man, that's a great question. For me, I guess that comes naturally because I c- come from a broken home. Mm-hmm. So for me, man, that's like, I, I want to pour everything into my family. Yeah. So I make them the center of, of everything of, of, you know, I bring them into work things. They, they spend, sometimes I'll let them skip school and spend the day with me and just go to work with me. I love uh, that. On our nonprofit side and the ministry side, we we will bring in. So we're we're very guarded with our calendar. Uh, we try to get at least five or six meals around the dinner table as a family. 
so each week yeah. and bring them into conversations of, hey, who do we help? Here's, here's all these people. Let's pray about it. Let's let's figure out yeah. and let the kids speak into that. Tell them cool. stories about who we're helping and yep. what's going on. So they're really involved. So that that's I'm super intentional with that. Uh, that. And that's been that's been a way for me to keep aligned and, and focused. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I think that that I haven't met one single entrepreneur who hasn't answered that question with, I'm working on it, right? Like <clears throat> you've got some great stuff. I've got some great stuff that I follow, but I think that we would both, if we're being honest for the listeners, is that even though we might be obsessed with our family and we're both, it sounds like we're both extremely intentional about that time and the things that we're building into our families and, and children specifically, it's it it takes intentionality, focus, it takes effort. Yeah, it does. So It really so. does. What do you think about intentionally, since we're on that word, masterminding or networking with other entrepreneurs? Man, I, I love that. I do that a lot. It's it's so valuable to learn from other people in different industries. Yeah, it's it's funny too because it makes you feel like, man, we all pretty much have the same issues and problems and challenges. That's it's right. just different of who we're serving and how we're serving them. That's right. But it's good, man. You you need a circle of influence that's going to call you up. And raise your your standard of excellence. Uh, That's right. I I really believe in who you surround yourself with. You're going to be that average. So I, I think that's very important. Of, of you know specifically people that are on the same trajectory. That yep. Everything that you're talking about, they they care about being a good husband. They care about being a good right. father. They yep. care about being a good leader. They yep. care about providing for the community. So if you're constantly gathering with people like that they're going to elevate you they're going to call you up and so yeah yeah important. yeah i i uh, the, the specifics of those things that you mentioned i agree with it can't just well it can be i guess for some for me which it sounds like very similar to you it's not let me just get with somebody who has a lot of money or let me get with somebody who's a great dad or get with somebody like i i wanted i want to get with people who are trying to do all of those things you know yes yeah. Uh, and I think that's the, actually the uniqueness about an entrepreneur is that for guys like you and I, even more so, because we have multiple different businesses, regardless, even if a guy only has one or a lady only has one, then they, then they have their family, then they have their spouse. And then they, like, there's just a lot going on in an entrepreneur's life. And, and it looks completely different than pretty much anybody that walks the face of this planet. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the value there, what you, what you were very, very specific about, this is who I would want to spend time with. I think that that's spot on actually. So I'm going to encourage the listener to heed to your advice on that. I got one last question here for you, Noel. Are you ready, my brother? Let's do it. If you could whisper in the younger Noel's ear, mm. what would you say? How young are we talking? You name it. <clears throat> what, oh, what's the age that popped into your mind? Man, I, I would, I would. I would say probably the beginning of the business world for me in the journey is that, man, you know, God is always faithful. The, I've been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and we've always been okay. We, you know, it doesn't mean you don't have to work. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be challenging and there's not going to be a lot of heartache and loss. But at the end of the day, if I could just, you know, constantly remind and everybody out there listening to know that you're going to be okay and it is going to be okay. And as long as you keep working as hard as you can and pursuing that, that, that you're, you're going to be fine. So man, no matter how many times you, you, you say that the moment that trials come my knee jerk reaction is, man, what, 
what's going on. And, you know, if you're not careful, you could feed your mind with all these negative things. And man, so that's what I would say, just to keep that on the forefront. Of so like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I lied. That wasn't my last question. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the intriguing part of this, like, I appreciate that perspective. It is a, such a good word. And I hope the listeners paying attention. No, actually, no matter where they are in business, they could be even further beyond us and, and still heed to that same message. So I just really appreciate that. But how are you particularly right now instilling that same thing, A, in your children, B, in your team members, C, in your community through your businesses and or nonprofits? So kind of a threefold question there, but same question. How are you helping other people? Because it sounds like that, I mean, that just rolled right off your tongue. You knew it. And it, and I know the message of his faithfulness. So it's like, okay, yes, you've been up, you've been down, but like, how, what does that look like as you're showing that to your yeah. Well, for my children specifically, modeling it, it's more more caught than taught. So you can you can talk about it all day long, but they they're gonna model what they see, yeah, and right. they're gonna live out more of what how you live in your home. Yep. So we're trying to model it out again, giving some examples of you know letting them skip school and come just be with me. Yeah, that's right. The meetings with me and seeing it, and then really sharing sharing hard times and being vulnerable. I don't do that a ton because I believe that, you know, as the leader of the home, I don't want to, I don't want them to have to carry the weight and a lot of things that, that we are designed to, to lead and carry. So I I probably would share more victories coming on the other end of troubles, just for them to always be hearing, see stories of God's faithfulness and what working hard leads to. So that would be one one way. I I journal to my my boys specifically. So I've got two girls and two boys, and whenever I I, I think of it, quite often my goal is to hand them a Bible. And it's a journaling Bible, and to have all the pages of different days of just speaking life lessons and, and wisdom into them. So when they turn eighteen, yeah, I can get yeah. it to them. And my wife is doing the same thing for our daughters. Wow! But that's another practical practical yep. way. That, uh, I usually do that Saturday mornings every Saturday. That's awesome. Well, I, I just appreciate that. I've heard of diarying or note-taking at the end of each day or at the end of each week, specifically unto a child, right? And actually, it was when I heard that, I've never been one to want to sit down and write out. But when I heard someone else give this perspective of writing it like unto your children or as a guidance or a not really like a recording of the day, but unto like a something that can be given. I think it changes the perspective. Also the, the, the intention, right. Of like, oh man, I get to produce something that my, that my son or my daughters might really hold dear generations past. And so I think that that makes it pretty deep, which is pretty cool. No, what a way to end. I feel like I have like way more questions, but I'm going to selfishly do that after we hit the record button. Sorry, listeners, but in all seriousness, how can they find you? Number one, if they are in your area and need moving roofing, like go down the list again, help us understand the services that you have. Yeah, how we can find you. And then also, how can they just reach out to you? Maybe they want to pick your brain and and how you do things. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we serve the greater Mid-South, the Memphis area. And My Town Movers, My Town Roofing, and My Town Properties are the for-profit. My Town Miracles is the nonprofit. And that is, we provide, you know, security and stability to children in the greater Memphis area. And then I'm just my name, Noel Fenderson. I'm on the Facebook and Instagram platforms as well. Love it, love it, man. Love it, man. There's so much more to come, but thank you for being here, brother. And 
just blessings upon blessings on your family, all of your businesses, your community, everything that you're putting your hand to. Thank you for being here, Noel. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for having me. Same, same to you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.